Hey, hey, welcome to another edition of Conversations Beyond the Pew. And I'm your host and great ponderer of the moment, Reverend Kara Hildebrandt. And this week, I want us to talk about something that really came up from the sermon I preached on Sunday. And I was preaching on Mary and Martha, and one of the big things is they are judgmental and they are critical and it, it, it strains the relationship, and it causes problems and connections. And so Jesus then begins to ask questions in order for them to connect and reconnect. And it really got me thinking, especially in light of events that have happened over the weekend of the terrible tragedies, of how are we connecting to one another How are we connecting in our families, in our homes? How are we connecting with our friends? How are we connecting with even strangers? Because it seems that once we begin to disconnect from one another, and maybe we're disconnecting by a number of things, we stop having conversations, we stop engaging with people because we're afraid of something, of talking, we might disagree that fear of disagreement, or we disconnect because we're too busy on our cell phones, we're too busy with work. There are so many reasons why we begin to disconnect, but we have to be really careful because often when we get disconnected, loneliness and anger and self-righteousness and our realities can become a bit distorted or we begin to lack empathy. Uh, We have great misunderstandings. And so if you think about it, when we begin to disconnect as humans from one another in our relationships, things generally don't go well. In fact, we may be isolating ourselves. We may be spending too much time in our own heads. In fact, when we disconnect, we also begin to not hear other people's point of view. And so I really wanted to delve a little more into this subject of connection and how do we need to be connected. And in that sense that we all want it, But what kind of keeps us from engaging in it? Is it fear of rejection? Is it the fact that we have to be vulnerable? Is it because it's so much easier to pick up our phones or to watch TV than to actually have deep conversations with the people that are around us or find out something that maybe we had feared what was going on or because maybe we don't know how to have those hard conversations? And it's kind of interesting when we think about along those lines, because to have hard conversations, we just have to start talking, and we kind of have to feel our way through it. There's not necessarily a right or wrong way, unless, of course, we're becoming judgmental and and critical, or we're putting someone down. But otherwise, it's just kind of a feeling our way through, and, and having that sense that I don't have to always be right. 
which goes into the vulnerability piece. To be able to connect, we have to be able to put our guard down and be self-aware and listen to the other person. We have to be willing to set aside our biases or what we think we know just so that we can hear the other person out. Now, after we've heard the person out, we might engage and be like, you know, I'm not so certain. We might push against. But it is that sense that we have to begin to have those deeper conversations. In fact, it's kind of interesting because we're losing the art of conversation. And it's only when we can talk to one another, no matter what age. I remember being a child and loving to talk to adults. I enjoyed talking to the adults and finding out things and sharing information. But it's a sense that we have to begin, even if it's in the simplest ways of asking, so what do you do? Or tell me a little bit about yourself, that we have to begin going down that road. And then with those that we're closest to, we're going to have to have conversations that are difficult. Maybe it's around when tragedies happen, or maybe it's around something good that happens, but of really finding out how are we engaging with the world around us? How is it impacting us? What are we, what are we feeling like is going well, and what are we struggling with? Like it's, it's that sense of being very honest about where we are and how we're processing information. And that there's something about processing that information together. And it's also about being able to draw a connection to the things that we value. Because we may find out, even the people that we are closest to, that if we began to really delve into what are the things that we value, not the things we wish we value, that comes later, but first, the things that we truly value and what we dedicate our time and our energy to actually shows what we value. And then to begin to have the conversation of what do we wish we valued? How do we begin to reset? All of these conversations, often we're doing this internally, but this is something we need to be doing with one another so that we begin to grow those bonds of connection. Because only when we are connected can we begin to see how maybe somebody's struggling and they need a little extra help. Or we begin to see how maybe the self-talk that I have or the views I have about someone else really aren't okay. They aren't legitimate. Or maybe I've misread a situation, but it's only when we're having those conversations and we're reaching out for connection can we even get anywhere. And it makes me think about those moments where our lives have truly been enriched by a connection. And maybe it was a connection for a particular time or a particular place. Growing up, my grandparents were very very much involved in my life. And I'm thankful for those moments because they they did keep track of me. They paid attention. They engaged me in conversations that were that were of all levels and all types. And so I felt that strong connection with my grandparents that I could talk to them about most anything. And who are those people that we have in our lives? And who are we giving it to? 
Because it's not just us receiving a connection and opening ourselves up to the possibility, but it's also looking around and seeing who do we be, need to be more connected with. In reading the stories that have come out after the tragedy of this week in El Paso and Dayton, I came across a story about a grandmother who in Texas, who was connected enough to her grandson that when he displayed signs of needing help, she was able to get it for him. She was able in that moment. Now, not all connections will be successful, but what connections actually can, can make a huge difference. And we may not even know what those connections are. I can't imagine she knew that that's what the decision she was going to make when that child was five and she was caring for that child, she was loving that child, that she would have to make a decision one day to get him help so that he wouldn't hurt someone else. And so this is just a thought, a, a, a pondering of what connections do we need to be making and facilitating and working on on a constant basis because we never know how great of an impact that connection might have. You know, I often think about the connection with teachers and how you know, teachers have full rooms every year and over the life of their career, they may have hundreds upon hundreds of students and how... They may never know that one of those students, how important that connection was, how important that moment was in the classroom for that student, and that that can have repercussions. It's like a rippling effect far beyond anything that the teacher could have imagined. And what's important for all of us to understand is all of us have that power. Whether we're in a position like a teacher or even a, a government official or someone where um, a lot of people are surrounding, even a pastor, that all of us have the potential to make connections that have a rippling effect that are good, that we can facilitate that kind, that love, that sense that someone actually cares about someone else. In the biblical text, we find often that God is, when God is talking or God sends messengers, that God often tries to connect with people that society doesn't think so highly of or casts aside or, well, that person's not really that important. We see in the Bible that in the, in the Old Testament, especially, that, that God connects with people who are the second born, because the firstborn was to, supposed to be the better one and was supposed to inherit all, everything, was supposed to be the head of the family. But we see that in the stories, God connects with the second born, the one that's kind of unexpected, the one that's kind of moved to the side. We also see God connecting with foreigners, like Ruth the Moabite who becomes so important to the overarching narrative of the Bible, but who, as a Moabite, should have been cast aside because she wasn't one of a certain people. We see God connecting with women, with the importance of women, 
and even with servants, where servants have a voice because of God. And then when we move into the New Testament, we see that the connections Jesus draws, and Jesus connects with people, again, that are often moved off to the side or not seen as important, that Jesus connects with those who are considered sinners, and that that word sin just means to miss the mark, which, I mean, none of us are perfect. And so Jesus is connecting with people who others may have judged, oh, they're not so great. Jesus connects with people who have leprosy, who are in need of healing. Jesus also connects with women, and he connects with children. He connects with those that society says, you're not the most important. And yet he also connects with those across the board who need healing and even with tax collectors. So tax collectors may have a whole lot of money, but they still need a connection. And so that should give us real pause about how all of our connections can be important. Even when we think maybe they're not so much, or we think, man, I really don't want to have this conversation. Oh, can we all just watch TV and and sit on our phones? Do we really have to talk about what's going on in the world or what's going on in our personal lives? Do we really want to talk about the, the struggles that go through our heads? Do we really, really want to bother anybody with, I mean, I'm joyful today, but do I really want to bother anybody else with that? And we have to see that those connections are important for our life to be enriched, but also because of other people's lives, because we're all connected in this. All of us are connected in so many different ways. And so when we disconnect, we begin to feel those things that are so unhelpful, those things that have us fall into bad habits or bad self-talk of, of having a misunderstanding or even to the point of cultivating hate. And so our challenge is that as hard as it is to stay connected to each other, as, as hard it is, as it is to have disagreements with each other, as hard as it is to not agree on whatever it is, whether you're disagreeing on religion, politics, what you're going to eat for dinner, how you should handle a particular situation, we have to do the difficult work of still cultivating those connections. Now, you may say, well, there are those connections that um, maybe there's uh, abuse, Maybe there's, they're very unhealthy. And I'm not talking about those connections. There are times where we have to draw boundaries because it is so unhealthy and it is so destructive. But I'm talking about those connections we need to cultivate so that we have a healthier life and so that other people have a healthier life. Without one another, we really aren't capable of living to the fullest. Without one another, we aren't capable of seeing new and exciting things. Without one another, we aren't capable of deepening our love for all of creation. And so my challenge this week 
to all of us is to think about the connections we need to be strengthening, the connections we need to be cultivating, the connections that we really need to be paying attention to. Because we never know when we're going to need to be of help to someone else, nor do we know when someone else is going to be a need to be a help to us. So wherever you are this week, may you find a connection. May your connections grow deeper. May we put down those things that distract us for at least a few moments every day so that we can get that sense that there is something more to our lives because our connections have been enriched. Have a wonderful week.